Thanks for joining us today at BIB Today, the daily podcast from the News from a Business in Vancouver. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and editor-in-chief. The BC government has laid out a four-step plan to return the province to a near-normal level of activity by September, providing we can continue to be vaccinated on schedule and there are no new twists and turns that health officials haven't anticipated. For businesses, the plan offers a path to recovery for their operations, and my guest today has been in one of the province's hardest hit areas in the pandemic. Anita Huberman is the CEO of the Surrey Board of Trade. She's a regular contributor to our podcast and publication. She joins me now. Good to see you. Good to see you. You're uh, you're, you're probably more upbeat today than you were a week ago. Would, uh, tell me, though, a bit about how, how the pandemic has hit Surrey business over these months. It has been challenging. You know, it's uh, the day after the announcement of the BC Restart Plan, and uh, I'm breathing a sigh of relief because I remember at the end of March 2020 how dire and uncertain things looked uh, for our business community, and no one knew what was before us. There was no, of course, no vaccines at that time. And, uh, and we know, uh, based upon our labor market intelligence reports, that one in 25 businesses in Surrey have shut down during the pandemic. Wow. But uh, Surrey has fared uh, quite well. I mean, many of our businesses were deemed essential. And uh, British Columbia, in general, is faring better than any other province and territory during this pandemic, too. Yeah. Tell me, uh, I mean, nobody really thought we would be 16 months along here, really. I mean, I think we were, we were all expecting this was a four-month, a three-month, uh, you know, maybe a six-month experience that we were we were all going to have Christmas, for goodness sake. Of course, you know, we'd have, you know... Um, has has it worn people down, do you think? It's worn people down. I think it's created a lot of anxiety. Um, and especially, you know, as we think as employers about returning back to work and getting your workforce back into the office, there's a lot of anxiety that our workforce is feeling. And, uh, and certainly there's exhaustion. I think many people are just going to take off on holidays uh, when they can yeah. And when international air travel or international travel is allowed, people are just going to take off because, frankly, we're mentally and physically exhausted. Isn't it curious, though, that really at the time when perhaps the opportunities are there to capitalize and to get going and to get going strongly again, that people might, frankly, be more in need of a break than in really breaking out, you know? Yeah, and I think, you know, people are missing, you know, the uh, livability, city building assets uh, that we have, such as live music, uh, arts and culture, all of those things that really help uh, with your mental health, but also move the economy forward. So we're all looking forward to the future, but certainly the past has been uh, quite exhausting, as you say. Yeah, but what surprised you most during this time? What's the process really is never before have we seen the link between uh, healthcare, business, and government, and the need for connecting communication, 
um, you know, all of those pieces needing to work together. And, uh, and, and certainly I never thought as CEO of this organization in Surrey that we would be facing anything like this. Uh, it's my 15th year uh, as CEO this year. And I just uh, couldn't believe that we were facing this, but our business community, uh, many were innovative and, uh, and some, you know, just didn't get the government supports that they needed. So they weren't able to make it. Um, I, I've had, I think, the same answer to this question when I've asked others, but I'll ask you the same. Do you like your job more than you did at the beginning of the pandemic? I do love my job more. I, I am I am exhausted uh, as well and in need of a holiday. I mean, when you're in the Chamber of Commerce Board of Trade Industry, you're basically working 14-hour uh, days. And that certainly was for the first four months of the pandemic, working from home, uh, 14 hour days because you needed to be there for the business community. You were their sure. concierge of connections. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, so tell me a bit about what your your thoughts are of this four stage plan. Is it uh, is it fast enough? Is it too fast? What, what do you think? What's is it about the right speed? Well, from our perspective, remember Surrey is at ground zero or was at. Yeah zero in terms of the COVID-19 transmission rate. So yes, uh, we do need to start slow. We're, it's not over yet until individuals are fully vaccinated. And I think some are thinking that, wow, I got my first vaccination. Well, I can do whatever I want now. And that's certainly not the case. And we're seeing that around the world as well. So we like uh, the approach and the cautiousness of the plan. What we had hoped for, though, is uh, consistent, timely communication of the business community so that they can prepare, so they're not playing guesswork. And we've called for that uh, right from the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, you know, people need to hire people. Uh, supply chains are at risk. And, uh, and so uh, all we're asking, and it's been a problem during the whole pandemic, this consistent, timely communication so that businesses can prepare. But overall, the approach of the BC government's economic restart plan, uh, from our perspective, is positive. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, we're part of that club that's been calling for more information and better communication, Ania. So, you know, I, we can relate as journalists, for sure. Um, tell me... Uh, you know, I've had real trouble trying to understand why COVID was so rampant in in the community. I mean, what what's the best explanation you have for for why it is that that it has uh, that that Surrey and and surrounding areas have struggled so much with COVID? Well, I have to tell you, uh, for the first time ever, we've been, uh, I've been in daily contact with the CEO of Fraser Health, uh, Dr. Victoria Lee, and she's been absolutely amazing. And, um, and we know that in Surrey, there are frontline workers, essential workers, immigrant communities. We have the most number of newcomers uh, within our city, uh, within British Columbia, uh, the most number of frontline workers, and they're traveling around the region. Uh, as a right. workers. And that's the reason why. It's not because we're not following health and safety protocols. Uh, it, it is because we're on the front lines. 
And, uh, and I had hoped and I wished uh, that the rest of British Columbia um, realizes that and realized that when we had called for all of Surrey to be prioritized for vaccination. Yeah, yeah, that, that must have been a disappointment when the initial call didn't really get uh, get heated because you you had, um, I mean, look, there are other parts of the province like Prince Rupert where the province rushed in right away, inoculated, got people safe, basically killed off all the cases uh, as quickly as possible. What what happened? Do you think uh, with with the initial calls for Surrey? Why 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 was it not answered in the same way? Well, when we initially made the call, the reason that the provincial health officer didn't acquiesce is because of vaccine supply. So communities yeah. like Whistler and Prince Rupert, smaller, our population is at around 620,000 now. And wow, you know, uh, we were being accused of taking away vaccine supply from other parts of BC. And so now uh, it's not an issue. We have vaccine supply. And, and now, of course, we do have an all of Surrey vaccine approach and all, and anyone above the age of 12 can now get vaccinated, but it was a hard road uh, for Surrey. Yeah. So what do you think the first stage or two now is going to do in terms of changing the dynamic of, of business in the community? Will it, will it really get things going fast again? I believe yes. Uh, first of all, in Surrey, many of our businesses were open uh, during the pandemic. Uh, but now, and I've, I heard this uh, even yesterday from many of our members, they're excited. Uh, you know, they are full of anxiety because, uh, you know, they don't know where to get the workers from. Uh, they had yeah. to let them go. But uh, they're excited about the future, Kirk. And, uh, and what the possibilities will bring. We don't want people to get out of control. We still need to adhere to health and safety protocols. We don't have full capacity mechanisms uh, uh, indoors uh, in many of our facilities, businesses, retailers, et cetera. But uh, there is a sense of significant economic optimism, but we're still waiting also uh, for the border. Uh, to reopen right. and we have the greatest number of manufacturers in British Columbia right here in Surrey. So that is also a top of mind issue for us. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk on what you touched on there uh, first off, which is the labor challenge in all of this. You know, yes, businesses had to let a lot of people go and they would have been let go in such a way that they'd, they'd immediately go off and try to find something else in order to, to, to work in this period particularly given that it's so protracted, right? It wasn't like a six week thing, it's more like a you know, 16 month. Um, so what's, what's set up to help businesses deal with uh, their labor needs in this really quick turnaround that uh, seems to be required of people? Well, what we've done is uh, with the BC government, uh, we have British Columbia's only rapid response business center to be that connection uh, to the business community to find that labor uh, in partnership and collaboration with service organizations. And so uh, whether it's reskilling, upskilling, whether it's uh, finding labor, uh, you know, we're positioned in such a way to help with that. It's not going to be perfect. 
and uh, there's going to be challenges and bumps ahead uh, because as you say, many had to find work elsewhere. But, uh, you know, we're there as uh, one of the resources in the community uh, that currently exists. Uh, but um, as I mentioned, you know, we, we still have 1,200, 1,400 people a month moving into this city. And this yeah. is where the human capital is uh, for businesses. So um, the short term, bit challenging. The long term, optimistic. Yeah. Uh, the other issue that you, you touch on, though, is that you've got such a manufacturing sector right in the community. And it, uh, if, if, you know, it's probably positioned in, in part because of its access to the border. What have we seen uh, in terms of an improvement in the way that traffic has been able to get across the border in order to ship and export and, frankly, import at times uh, with the United States? Well, the border has remained open to goods movement, um, but uh, people movement has been challenging. And, and those industries that rely on people movement across the border have been compromised. So many of our manufacturers, they've been okay uh, within our city and within the South Fraser economic region. But uh, uh, those industries that rely on people movement, um, it, it still remains a challenge. Yeah. You mentioned uh, at the top about anxiety, and there's no question that uh, every employer has uh, really started, I think, to think differently about uh, the well-being, the mental well-being, mental health well-being of, of employees in all of this time. Do you have, a, do you have a, a sense yet of what it is going to take in order to reignite the, the psyche, the consumer-oriented psyche, so that people will get out, shop, dine, you know, be, be with each other? Is, you know, is, are there some real keys, do you think, in the next while that, that need to be signals for people about, about uh, you know, the, the fact that it's, it's time to come out again? Well, I think number one is uh, even before the pandemic, we saw that there was um, this prevalence of online shopping. And uh, many retailers were able to innovate and pivot, uh, you know, the two overused words, uh, to ensure that, um, you know, they're meeting their bottom line. And so I think that will continue. But I, I think there's um, been a sense during the pandemic that buying local, getting into the store, uh, that sense of um, being social, getting, uh, uh, you know, to meet people face to face is an important part of life an important part of your work culture. And so it's going to take some time. I mean, um, I know many that are, are feeling anxiety about going back to normal. It's going to be a new normal. Um, but I think everyone is um, ready to, you know, get back out into their communities at least uh, in the short term in a, in a health and safety precautionary way. Yeah. Uh, last last question on this one, because uh, it's interesting that you do mention the the uh, the online uh, commerce that's taken place, and of course it's grown and it grew in a lot of measure because of convenience and the fact that we needed access to things that we couldn't necessarily get at times. But do you also feel that there has come about a bit of a new appreciation of the local merchant and and maybe a, a different kind of commitment? 
to the to the local merchants that that in terms of their importance in fostering a community itself for some i would say yes i mean the prevalence of big box entities like walmart uh, and and others uh, the convenience of going shopping there um, you know, remains an option uh, for many, but I think there's more of an awareness, more of an appreciation of supporting local, supporting these smaller stores, uh, you know, whether it's retail, grocery stores, uh, etc. You know, I think, you know, never before, we've always had these buy local campaigns uh, and mm -hmm. no one really paid attention, but during the pandemic, they said, you know, we need businesses to survive. Uh, we need jobs to survive. And so I would say, yes, uh, there's more of an appreciation, but I hope that trend and that appreciation continue beyond the pandemic. Yeah, well, then then uh, maybe answer this as we as we conclude. Um, I presume that somewhere back in, I don't know what, February 2020 or January 2020, you had some kind of plan with the Surrey Board of Trade to do something that wasn't at all related to the pandemic. It was it was like your it was your priority for the. Um, tell me what that is. <laughs> what have you had up your sleeve for about sixteen or eighteen months now that you uh, you can't wait to do with well, with the board now that you now that maybe there's light at the end of the tunnel. Well, what we had planned. Um, and we were planning this in January of 2020, I remember it well, and prior to that in late 2019 is uh, sending a delegation to Silicon Valley, you know, that whole piece, uh. that whole piece around the Cascadia Economic Corridor because they're on the border, uh, really adding businesses or co-location opportunities to Surrey's health and technology district. So we were almost ready to go. And uh, having a digital trade mission is not the same. And so that's what I had up my sleeve uh, to make Surrey that opportunity city that I always say that it is. You're going to be able to do it in 2022, maybe? I hope so. We're waiting for more details, of course, from the federal yeah. government. Uh, but uh, certainly we want to continue uh, on that thread. Yeah. Feeling of relief, though, isn't it, this week? Relief and uh, just um, a sense that I can breathe again. And just remembering... Not a mask on, necessarily. Yeah, that's the other part, yeah. <laughs> and remembering that what it was like last March 2020, or remembering what it was like this time last year, and, uh, and uh, looking to the future, because as I said to my husband, uh, you know, life is only once. And it's short enough already, you know, let's just get on with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see if we can. Huh? So great talking to you, Anita. Good, good always to see you. Thank you. Take care. Anita Huberman is the CEO of the Surrey Board of Trade. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and editor-in-chief of Business in Vancouver. Thanks a lot for watching today.